Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 176. All right, Albert, we're going to rush. Ready? Set? Oh, I love that game! No, go. What? Oh. No, I don't like that game. <laughs> Hello, Albert. <laughs> hey, Julius, how you doing? So good to talk to you again on this nice evening we have. You too, so, so you survived another week? I have survived another week. We are in the midst of our Sukkot holiday. We are having oh, all nice. our meals outside, and I'm only just a little get eaten up by mosquitoes. Oh, ooh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, it is, and it is nice outside in terms of nice and not too hot, not too cold. It is beautiful. I'm very thankful mm-hmm. for the nice weather. This mm-hmm. is a good time for it. I grilled chicken outside tonight, and that was fun. <laughs> Indeed. So with that said, Albert, we do have to get a move on. All right, yeah. Because I believe set? you brought us a nice long game to discuss today, right? <laughs> yes, this is this is a this is a rules heavy type of war game, really. <laughs> it's it's sort of area control, you might say. <laughs> it's area control. Kind, you know, kind, you know. You sure it's not set collection? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it is set. That's why they called it set. I get it now. I really hope you're kidding. <laughs> So yeah, today's game, as you can tell, is called Set, and it does not sound like a game that either of us are taking too seriously. <laughs> I mean, to tell you the honest truth, the only reason why I haven't taken it so seriously is because it is honestly such a classic and, in my family, beloved game. But it's mm-hmm. not... Most of the time, we talk about designer games, so the heavy games with a lot of theme and excellent components... And this is such a classic game. I mean, it's a 1988 game. It is so mm-hmm. old, but it's still on my shelf, and it gets played just as often as many of the other ones on my shelf. And, you yep. know, in all honesty, like, if you've not heard of it, you should listen. <laughs> you are living under a rock. That that Yeah, that's true. It, it, it is an old game, 88, not the oldest game we've talked about. As a matter of fact, do you know what the oldest game we've talked about is? Actually, this is probably before you, so maybe not. What, Albert? Uh, Shut the Box. The game was Shut the Box, which was published in 1750. I don't know why we would talk about that one, but okay. <laughs> I, you know, it was, there was not, that one's not much of a game. That's rolling dice, kind of luck. And it's a this, little bit of skill. That was back in the time before me, before I before you know, brought Jesus. up the level of the podcast. Set is now the third oldest game, which is, you know, 88. Actually, no, it wasn't. That's not even the third one. Never mind. Forget all that stuff. But it's still a pretty <laughs> old darn game. It was designed by Marsha J. Falco, in case anybody's curious. And it has been in, in, being published ever since, I think continuously, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been published by a lot of different publishers, but uh, I think there is one standard company that makes them uh, set games. <laughs> At least the version I have is from 91. Yeah. I don't know how old our version is because, in all honesty, it doesn't have its box anymore or its rules. Oh, <laughs> it's just a deck of cards. Yeah, and well, so so what is this game about? Um, the name, like as we talked about, it's a set collection game. These these cards are abstract. There's I don't know probably about a hundred cards. I'm not sure exactly. I guess it doesn't truly matter. And the cards have symbols on them. There's I think four different shapes, three or four. There's three shapes, right? Squiggles. Ovals, diamonds. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's three shapes, three colors, and three fill-ins. Three colors, yep. 
they can come in green, purple, or red. And I guess it'll depend on the version. Some may be other colors, but this is this is what I've got. And three different fill-ins. Some are hollow, some have hash marks in them, and some are solid. And so there's a, a few, I don't know how many, but there's a few of each card, of each combination. So there's exactly like one, or there's a green diamond card that's hollow, and there's a green diamond card that's full, and a green diamond card that's shaded. Every combination exists of, of all these cards. And they're all have either one, two, or three symbols. So it could be, and they're always the same. So it's either one diamond, or two squiggles, or three squiggles, or or something. But you'll never have four. You'll never have like a squiggle and a diamond on the same card. So that basically describes a card. Um, with, and you know this game is never taught through explanation. I bet this game is taught by. <laughs> You have the cards out on the table. You're playing it. Somebody comes along and says, oh, what's that? What are you doing? And, you know, three minutes later, they're playing and they're hooked. <laughs> and, you know, or if, they're, if the game's already started, they're, like, hovering over your shoulder saying, ooh, ooh, there's one, there's one. <laughs> you know, they could always just sit down and play. Yeah, right. You could. I mean, you could jump in the middle. You're not going to win necessarily, but this is the kind of game that doesn't really matter. I don't think so. <laughs> Unless you're really competitive. But so, so you're going to lay out the 12 of the cards at a time on the table face up and your goal is just to make sets um and everybody's playing simultaneously so it could be four people ten people it really depends how many of you crowd around the table one person and and what you're doing is you're looking for three cards that either have we we, we mentioned there's four different attributes to each card right the shape the number the color and the fill type you're looking for cards where each of those attributes, all three cards are either the same or different for any given attribute. So you could have, for example, all the cards have to have squiggles, or all three cards have different shapes. One's a squiggle, one's a diamond, one's an oval. Also, all three cards have to have the same color, or all three cards have to have different color. Um, and so on. Same for fill, and same for quantity. And... You know, it sounds like it's really easy, right? Just looking for that stuff, but it can get tricky. Sometimes you sit there and you spend a few minutes just looking for something that you know exists, but for some reason you can't find. At least until you get good at this. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what the game is. You're just going to do that. Once you find a set, you go, ooh, set! And you take your cards and replace them with three new cards from the deck, and you keep playing until the deck runs out. And what happens when the deck runs out? Well, you count your number of sets, right? And then whoever has the most win. Do you, f- you don't necessarily finish till the... All the cards are gone. You just go until the deck is over. You finish until, well, I mean, you certainly can't play until all the decks are gone. We usually play what I'm playing with my kids, my family. Usually we play until all the cards are dealt and you can't find any more sets. Because mm-hmm. theoretically you can find a set even with three. It's just often more difficult. You could definitely get in a situation where the last few cards are just not going to be doable. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's most of the time. It could also happen that when you're playing all 12 cards, there isn't a single set that you can make in there, or you just can't find the set that's in there. Um, in that case, you discard all the cards and deal out a new 12. No, you don't. No? Isn't that that's how you do rules. it? That's how... No, you add three more cards. You do not discard. Oh, that's right. Okay. You go up to 15. There might be variants to it. So, I mean, it's it's a Listen, really simple I play game by play. the official rules. Okay. <laughs> the official rules way back from 88. They're still the official rules. This is not Monopoly. Yeah, they are. And they work. I mean, it, it's a fun little game. Um, the way you play solo is the same as you play with multiple players. I say that because when I play solo, I'm not going to play by the official rules. 
Oh, what do you do when you play solo? Well, according to the official rules, when you're playing solo, um, if you're not able to find a set, then you get a penalty. Mm-hmm. And your job to win a set is you have to remove all the penalties. So you have to keep on finding a sets without any penalties. I, I When I play, I just play to, to get to the end of it. It's not even trying to win or lose. It's just... You know, just it's more of a like a relaxing, meditative sort of experience. Just sitting there, sorting cards. This may be because of more the type of gamer I am, but um, when I'm playing, mm-hmm. I actually usually just time myself to get through the deck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and the more you play, that'll work better. Yeah, and that's what I've done. At first, it, I think the more you play, too, it does get easier to find sets and look for, or find harder sets. Um, you know, I have seen that experienced players are just really good at this, and they'll kind of like they could win the game and find every set a lot of times, and they'll just kind of wait and let you look for them and find them. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience. Mm-hmm. Also, you could do that with younger kids, right? You don't have to like bully them and get everything. Ooh, I beat you again. Play. Yeah, I mean, when I was with when I was teaching kids, also like when it was younger, usually it'd be I found a set. I'm going to pass you one card of the set that I found. You have to find the rest of the set. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. And we would have to and get so through the, the deck as fast as we could. Yeah. So this is a it's a really accessible game. I mean it's super it's super simple to play, super simple to explain. Anybody could understand the rules because they're just there's such few rules to it. And the shapes are big and you know, bold and uh, you know, really accessible for any age. I probably I don't remember when, when I might have first played with my kid, probably like four years old or less. I don't know. And you know, it it wouldn't have been easy necessarily for them, but they could do it. I'm not going to play oh. that particular challenge with you, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I do know some people like I played this with my kids and they were even younger. Like I played with my three year old. I'm like, ah. oh yeah, no, it's not a competition. It's just saying, you know, it, anybody could play. I bet you could get a two year old to play. I've never tried. <laughs> anyway, so so this game is is just super accessible. Anybody could play it. It's super available. You could find it anywhere. You know, I think you get these at Walmart or Target probably. Um, you can find them online easily. It's I think Amazon has them for what twelve bucks or so. So not too much. About the same price as I think a set of Rory Story Cubes or something. Um, they're available all over the world in every language probably. So anybody could get this game. Um, and it's portable, right? It's a deck of cards, maybe two decks of cards. Probably like I said, it's probably about a hundred cards. Let's see, how's that in the box? What does it say? Does not say. 81 cards. There it is. So it's 81 cards. I think that's just all the possible permutations, one of each each type. Wow. What else are we going to say about set? Not much. It's also available digitally, I think. I, oh, I yeah. know I definitely had a digital version at one point on my Android. I don't think that one's available anymore. But it, but it, Oh, yeah. I did see. I saw it online the other day. That's why I was thinking about this game. There, there are digital. I think there's a couple different digital types. I mean, there's also been like spinoffs and different type of things based on it using some of the mechanics like i mean there was even the set dice game at one point in time which honestly really? in my opinion was horrible <laughs> yeah it's instead of having it be like there's a bunch of sets on the table that you find your job is to continue to build crossword style with dice that you roll so like you have your own personal pool and you have to build it kind of like quirkle type thing mm-hmm. um, and you have to build from there and it it 
doesn't work nearly as well because you're having to continue build from your own pool. So sometimes your dice just are harder than other persons or don't work or things like that. And it's a lot harder to run through. It's it's a lot more fun when everyone's working from the same shared piece. But I think mm-hmm, there's actually yep. uh, there's another game we, I own in my collection, which also is very similar to set called Tribbit. Are you familiar with that game? No, I've never heard of that one. Uh, this was actually the game that inspired me to start playing set as a timed game because Tribbit, as it's designed, is actually a timed competition. The way that Tribbit works is it's similar to set, except that it actually doesn't have theoretically abstract cards. Um, it has a bunch of frogs, and each frog will have <laughs> three of five different objects. So they can have a hat, a bow tie, a vest, a cane, glasses, or a pocket watch. And they'll all have three of those, except it'll be three different ones. Um, and again, there's enough cards for every different in- interpolation of those. And each player is dealt 16 cards. And your job is to form five sets of three where each of the frogs all have three things in common. So, for instance, you'll make a set of five where one set of frog has vest, one has pocket watch, one has cane, one has glasses and one has hat, for example. Um, And as soon as you do that, you'll call it Tribbit, and you'll grab a timer. And (laughs) you get two points, which are these little disc tokens, and the other person then has, until the timer expires, about 30 seconds to finish theirs, and they get one point. Or if they don't in 30 seconds, they get no points. Um, You'll then trade five cards with the other player, and you'll keep on doing that until one player has eight points. Um, so it shares the same similarity as set it's now directly competitive so you're very much fighting with the other person with this with set um i find much more especially i'm able to help out the kids um Mm -hmm. to be like again i talked about say here's one set that i found like find the other ones with tribbit i don't have the ability to do that it's it's always a rush but you know they're pretty good at it anyway um, but it still has that same idea of you're looking for sets, you're trying to put together cards with different permutations, and you're trying to do it essentially as fast as you can to get the most amount of points. And it it shares a lot of similar characteristics with set. And there's another game that I find to be very enjoyable. It also has a solo version, where in solo you are racing yourself to get as much as you can with a set of 15 um, and then you're supposed to do it three times, each with, so 15, 15, 15, uh, or 16, 16, 16, rather. And you do that three times, and you see how long it took you to do it three times. Um, if I'm playing it, I'll only do one, but that's how I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. It reminds me of another game, too, but the game does not play similarly, other than everybody's hanging out around the table trying to trying to find something. Um, if the game is Ricochet Robot, have you played that? I have. I don't find that similar at all. <laughs> you're, well, I mean, everybody's standing around the table trying to puzzle out the uh, the solution, right? Just like with set, you're trying to puzzle out where the uh, the set is at. Sure. Um, and it has that same sort of feel, but it is very different, and it, I do not think that's as, as an accessible game because I think a lot of people just do not like the the type of play of doing puzzles, and some people are just not good at it. And so I found that game can easily have a runaway leader. It's def. I think it's definitely the kind of game you need the right group in. Both games can be played online. I think in that um, you could go on BGG and find photos of a 
set games that people have set up so you could go ahead and play it just by looking at the pictures of the cards. So that if you want to see what it's like, try that. Go into BGG, you'll find different pictures and just trying to find sets in the cards. With Ricochet Robot, the same sort of thing. I remember once I did a, a challenge on the One Player Guild for people to find the best move. And I don't know if there's a prize or not for that, but th that was a fun thing to do. I should do that again. Um, so yeah, that's that's our game set. I don't know if there's much else to say about it. It's available cheaply if you want to get a copy. You may get lucky and find one at the thrift store. They're not that uncommon there. You could get a digital version uh, on your tablet or phone. All sorts of options. You could just play from photographs on BGG. It's definitely not a, a game that's going to be a big, challenging, thinky thing. Like, uh, I don't know, Feast for Odin or something like that, right? <laughs> no, this is this is not to be fast and light. That's the whole idea. Yes. It, yeah, it's the end of the day. You're tired. You don't want to think at all, but you just want to do something to relax. This, this is a good way to unwind. It has think absolutely no setup required. Yeah. Just deal out the cards. And it's not the sort of thing where the cards get all clumped up together in a way that you need to shuffle a lot, really. The smallest amount of shuffle is really enough for this game. We shuffle a lot anyway. <laughs> do you? <laughs> okay. We always do. I I have been shuffling a lot. I've been playing this week and the last week. I played a. Uh, oh my goods! Finally, you had told me to play it, so I went and finally played the Long Zealand Revolt, and that has a lot of shuffling also. Mm -hmm. That one does clump. That, yes, it does clump. Absolutely, which is why there's a lot of shuffling in it. <laughs> but that's not today's game. Either that, or we just had a heck of a segue into it. Today's game. <laughs> Maybe next time, Albert. Maybe next. Maybe time. yeah. <laughs> all right then i think we're done unless there's any, anything else you want to add about this game julius i think that'll do for me all right cool i think it is set and match <laughs> nice thank you everyone all right have a good day Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.